today's episode of the Shore Podcast is dedicated to remembering my boy, Anthony Bourdain, a year after his passing. Now, if you are interested, I've posted a YouTube video online um, that I recorded on the day of his passing last year. This podcast is not going to be that. This podcast is all about remembering Anthony Bourdain for who he was and what he brought to so many people. Um, It is a positive look back at his life. And I'll do that in two ways. One, I'll talk a little bit about just the tangible things that he did. And then two, I'll talk a little bit about the man and behind those things and the things that he created and the impact that they had on people. So tangibly, Anthony Bourdain came to prominence through his Kitchen Confidential article and then book. The article was in the New Yorker, and it talked all about the inner workings of the food industry. Bourdain himself was a chef um, through, I think, about the age of 40, and is on record saying that he was a fine chef. He didn't put his focus necessarily on the food. He loved the lifestyle of being a chef, at least up until 40 years older, or roughly around that point in time. Behind that was this creative genius, I think is fair to say. Maybe sounds a little bit hyperbolic, but this person who had this creativity that was trying to escape, and he had done writing... um, before becoming popular, he had written some some fiction, and you know, and I've been really stuck. So basically, he is working in a kitchen, living this lifestyle. It's fueled by drugs. That's fueled by late nights, rock and roll. I mean, very much a part of who he was was this was this wandering soul of an artist who wanted to be creative in the kitchen, loved rock and roll, and wanted to be a writer, and. Until he was 40, these things hadn't really come together and coalesced in any way that that made him prominent to a larger group of people. Certainly some people in the New York scene of culinary and dining knew who he was, but more broadly, he wasn't known by the public. And this Kitchen Confidential um, underbelly of the Culinary World article comes out on The New Yorker, and it is this perfect harmony of all of the creative aspects of Anthony Bourdain coming together in one way and being enveloped by his life experiences and all the things that he had gone through. And he shares this article and it transforms his life and also subsequently the life of many other people. It's the first time where the the chef in him meets the rocker, meets the writer in this just it's it's just a beautiful symphony of of who he is as a person and that kicks him off so after that he's prominent he has shows um the layover no reservations and then parts unknown um the layover and no reservations on the travel channel parts unknown on cnn and there is this period of life where he is he kind of starts off as sort of a um a little bit more highbrow travel um, travel channel food show personality you can tell there's something different about him but he's on a travel channel he's doing a food show 
for all intents and purposes, those are a dime a dozen. You know, you could find uh, a halfway talented person, and if you put them in front of great food and they can interact with chefs well, it's probably going to be a moderately successful show. So the layover and no reservations sort of are these you know, just above average shows, but you can tell that there's something more to them that is sort of waiting to get exposed. And I don't mean to say that to belittle or downplay the quality of those shows themselves. Anthony Bourdain has always been a great host and caretaker and steward of the culinary experience and sharing it with people. It just didn't get to the point where he became revered um, until he was on Parts Unknown, his CNN show. And in many ways, Parts Unknown took the food aspect of what he did, and that was the foundation of the show. But Bourdain himself knew that that food, while important, was more than anything a gateway into somebody's soul, life, and feelings. And he used that platform, and he used literally breaking bread with people from around the world to show us, the viewers, and his audience, things about the world that we may never be exposed to in our daily lives. Plenty of people like to travel. A lot of people will say they like to travel. But for those of us that can't travel as much, this was a way for people to explore the world in a more meaningful way, in a way that could really change your perception on what the world is and the way the world worked. You know, a lot of times they say if people have prejudices towards other groups, that if you live with them, if you meet with them, if you start to understand them and expose yourself to their life, that you can remove some of those prejudices. And I think that that is ultimately one of the most, if not the most important thing that Anthony Bourdain provided. He provided people a way to see and experience life through the eyes of others in a way that we can't do on a daily basis. And he did it in a way that resonated so strongly. And unquestionably, that was through the visuals that were provided um, on those shows. He's well known to have worked with some incredible directors and well known with taking the styles of some directors from certain locations, and using those to film in the location. So maybe, for example, he um, would take the style of a famous Hong Kong director when he was in Hong Kong and use that to film Hong Kong. And if you're from Hong Kong, you certainly recognize those styles. And if you're not, you're, you're learning something about Hong Kong, even though you might not know that it's being directed in the style of a famous director from Hong Kong. So that was really important. The other important piece of what he did was through his words. He had a way with words where he was eloquent yet accessible. He wove magic through his narration and through his conversation, but it was the type of of verbiage that anybody could understand and could feel moved by. You know, it wasn't just that he was trying to be um, highbrow with his words. And it wasn't just that he was trying to be direct and communicate the most basic form of something. He had this air of mystery that you 
could understand completely and at the same time not understand at all. And that, I think, was perhaps his biggest gift to the world is just the way that he communicated, um, the way that he could see the world in through his unique perspective and then share that with other people. One thing that is difficult in life is to communicate your feelings, right? Even if you just want to say, I'm sad, that can be tough, or I'm happy, or I'm mad. Just saying something directly can be tough. But saying something in a way that really makes the other person understand and feel what you're feeling. Being sad is one thing, but the specific level or the specific chemical makeup of that sadness is different from time to time. And he had a way, Anthony Bourdain, of pinpointing exactly what that chemical makeup of sadness was and telling you then that it's okay. That despite that, or um, to celebrate those feelings is great, and you should, and you should be more specific with those feelings because there are hundreds of millions of different combinations, and they're all equally important. And he had a way of, of sharing that and communicating that. Now, it would be easy to talk about the way that Anthony Bourdain's life ended. Um, for those of you who are unaware, he committed suicide in a hotel room. And certainly that is a part of his story. But one thing that I want to focus on, or one thing that I think is is important in this conversation, yes, there is always help out there. And people who need it should seek it out. And we should talk about our need to have help. And we should live our lives with a, an understanding or perhaps more empathy towards what somebody is going through behind the scenes on a daily basis. The truth is we don't know, and most times we'll never know what somebody is going through on a given day. It's not impossible to know, but it's exceedingly difficult for somebody in that position to share those feelings, uh, and I'm speaking from experience. And it's also exceedingly difficult to hear those feelings from somebody else and feel like you can adequately help them. And I think at the most basic level, that's going back to the verbiage and the language of Anthony Bourdain. That was what was so beautiful about his contribution to the world is that he had this ability to hear others and to really understand them and also to share how he was feeling to others. That is what is the most important thing about him, I think. Um, the other important thing is that this was a person who had this creativity, this energy bundled inside of him, literally until he was roughly 40, uh, just trying to escape, trying to find his place in life. He talks a lot about how he used to be in debt, constantly in debt, and he finally got out of debt, and, he, and it was this amazing experience to him, and he said he never wanted to be in debt again. I think one of the aspects of show, don't tell, right? He's great with words, but he showed us how life continues to move through years, over the course of years. Being almost 30 myself, it's very easy to want everything in life right away and to expect it even. 
because that's what you're told when you're growing up, that you should expect to get the things that you want or you should strive for the things you want. And you're told that and you're told that until you aren't. And at some point, you have to quote-unquote grow up, be an adult, do the responsible thing. And I think Anthony Bourdain is a case study in being responsible at some point, yeah, of course, but a case study in this is a person who had this gift and this talent and he didn't let it sit and die. He chased it and he chased it and he wrote and he had books that people didn't read and he was a chef where people didn't know and finally everything came together and he did the thing that he was meant to do. And I don't always necessarily believe in fate or destiny, but what I do believe in is that everybody has a very unique and specific talent, perhaps more than one. And the worst thing that we could do as a person is to, now this is not the worst thing, this is hyperbole, but the worst thing that we could do is to see our talent, cultivate our talent, and then not use it and not share it with the world. That's the worst thing that we could do, to suppress the unique, special thing that makes us different than everybody else, um, to try and fit in is the worst thing that we could do. Because not only are you robbing yourself of joy and perhaps freedom, but you're robbing other people whose lives you could impact on an amazing scale of that same joy. It's true that I and you may have never lived in a world where Anthony Bourdain was here to share the message of humanity. But we do live in that world because Anthony Bourdain chose to chase down and use his unique set of skills and his unique personality to share that world with us. And for that, I will forever be grateful.